Welcome to the harbor. Some of you, maybe this is your first time. Welcome tonight. My name is Blake LaRussa. Okay, I'm the new middle school director here. Been here uh, a whopping two and a half weeks, so excited to be with you guys today. Um, so I figure a lot of you don't know me very well, so I figure I'd tell you a little bit about myself. Um, believe it or not, I've lived in Chesapeake my whole life. So some of you, yeah, maybe you've been here, Chesapeake forever. I've been here forever. Um, I went to Great Bridge Middle School. Anybody Great Bridge Middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Bridge Middle School is the best middle school. Grassfield High School, okay. Grassfield High School, thank you, thank you. And then I went to ODU. So when I was at ODU, I played football there for a little while. Um, played quarterback. So I played football at ODU for a little bit. After that... I got married to my beautiful wife, who's here. You know, I met her in fifth grade, actually. Same class. Same class. So didn't start dating until later on. But um, yeah, so I want to tell you a little bit about our story. We, uh, we got married a year after I was at ODU, and we got married in 2020. So bad year for a lot of people. Pretty good year for us, I think. We got married in 2020. So we had it all planned out, right? We were getting married, and after we got married, we were going to go move to Kentucky this past summer. So we were excited for it. I was going to school out there. So I'm doing school online out there. We were going to go move out there. So time's going on. It's about May, and we had both June, actually. We put our two weeks in at our job. So we quit our jobs. We found a place to live out there. And then one day I get a call. So it was my wife, and she's sobbing. I'm like, who died? Right? Somebody died. What happened? Who died? And she's like, Blake, I'm pregnant. So, yeah, she was, she was crying because she was scared, but she's so excited. Uh, we both are. We actually have a little girl uh, due in two weeks. So, yeah, we're excited about that. Um, you know, we got into this place towards the end of last summer where, especially being newly married, there's so much change coming on, and we wanted to just take a step back to just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have for us? Where, where, do, you, where do you want us to be? What do you want us to do? And after we were doing that, it was clear that the Lord uh, led us here, and now um, I'm very thankful and excited to just get to know you guys um, and spend time with you, uh, share God's Word with you tonight. Um, so the last, last couple of weeks, we've been going through this House Rules series, and so we're talking about what we can expect here at the harbor and also on your own, on your own time. Uh, last week, we talked about what it looks like to rest in Christ. So what it looks like to rest in Christ. And we're not talking about, you know, sitting there, oh, I get to rest. I get to binge watch The Office or something. We're talking about rest that is a rest that's only found in Christ, right? Uh, tonight... We're talking about what it looks like to refocus. So what does it look like to refocus on Christ? Um, and real quick, I want everybody to do this. Grab your phone real quick and just put it in your pocket. Put it in your pocket. He's like, yes, I get to take my phone. Yeah, just put it in your pocket. Honestly, though, all, all kidding aside, we, you know, we're so blessed. We get to open up God's word together. Not a lot of people get to do that freely. Um, so I'm thankful that we get to do that tonight. Um, so when we start here, what I want to do, we're going to read a story about Peter. 
anybody heard of Peter? Most of us, some of us, maybe not. So we're going to read about Peter, um, and we're going to read in the, in the book of John, going to John chapter 21. So I'm just going to read this for us real quick, and then I'm going to pray with us. Uh, the backstory of this, um, Jesus meets John in this story. It's after Jesus has already risen from the dead, right? So Jesus was crucified, he was buried, and then three days later, he rose from the grave. And so that's where we're picking up right now. Um, so in John chapter 21, John chapter 21, and we're going to start in verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. Verse 9, when they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you've just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he raised from the dead. In verse 15, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. If y'all would, would you pray with me real quick? Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for just bringing us all here tonight. We know that all of us in this room, we are not here by accident. We know that it is not random that we are here. Lord, we thank you for the privilege that all of us have to hear your word and to, to learn more about you. I pray, Lord, that tonight as we study this and tonight as we look at what it means to refocus our hearts and our minds on Christ, I pray, Lord, that it would change us and that we would take it and we would apply it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I told you guys, I played a little football at ODU, and I was a quarterback there. Now, something that 
was part of my job as a quarterback, I had to know everything that was going on. The linemen, I had to know where they were going, who they were blocking, so I'd be safe and protected. I had to know what all the receivers were doing. Every one of them was doing something different, so I had to know what they were doing. Our running back, I had to know what our running back was doing. Is he blocking? Is he going out for a pass? Do I need to give him the ball? I also had to know what the defense was doing. So I had to know all sorts of things. If you don't know anything about football, I had to know so many things each play. And there's one thing that was more important for me every single play. I had to refocus. I had to refocus myself and my mind on what we were doing, what matters right now, what is the most important thing. It couldn't be the previous play. It couldn't even be the next play. It always had to be where we were at right now. So there's three things that I want to talk to us about because, you know, as I was thinking about that, you know, our walk with the Lord is a lot like that. There's so many things going on, and it's so important for us to just take a step back. What, what matters most right now? Where do my eyes need to be fixed right now? And so there's three things I want us to talk about tonight Three truths that I want you to know. They're very important. The first thing is this. Life apart from Jesus is empty. Life apart from Jesus is empty. So we talked a little bit about Peter. We just read that through. Um, Peter, if you know the backstory of this, he had just denied Jesus three times a few days ago. He had just denied Jesus a a few days ago and He's feeling a lot of shame. You can imagine he'd be feeling a lot of guilt. He'd be feeling even depressed. The Bible says that he was, he was weeping because he denied Jesus. And now Jesus appears to them. And I'm going to read here in verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved, and that's John, by the way, the disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment For he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. So so imagine this. Peter and the disciples, they're up all night long. They're fishing. And this is what they do for a living. This is what Peter did for a living. He was a fisherman. So he's up all night long. He's fishing. Come sunrise, Jesus shows up. So Jesus shows up. He tells them where to cast the net. Now they got a huge pile of fish that they've just caught. And what I thought was very interesting was, After being up all night long trying to catch fish, Peter, when Peter catches all these fish, he doesn't even care about it anymore because he sees something so much more valuable, and it was Jesus on the shore. And what's interesting with this is that Peter, like I said, you could be imagine what he's feeling right now with all the shame. could be guilt. There could be sadness that he's feeling. It feels like He doesn't have a life. He just denied Jesus not long ago. But he jumps into the sea. He jumps into the sea. As soon as Jesus arrived, 
And it's interesting that, like I said, when, when things get, start to get good for him with the, what he's doing in life, something so much better appeared. What are some things that I wonder keep you from refocusing on Christ? Because Peter's obviously in this spot where he has to refocus on Christ. He's got to change his mindset from, I messed up, I failed, to, you know what, Jesus loves me. I know Jesus' heart, he loves me. Surely he won't, he won't condemn me for this. The truth is this, you know, there's no life apart from Christ. And I want to read to you a verse, John 14, 6. This is what Jesus said. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Not a life, but the life. There's one other thing I want you to know. The second point for us to know is this. That when you, when you go out of your way and when you meet with Jesus, when you refocus your heart and you meet with Jesus, it restores your soul. It restores your soul. Watch what happened to Peter here. In verse 8, the other disciples came in the boat dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about 100 yards off. When they got on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you've just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Not one of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised. So when I was in about eighth grade, I had a sleepover at my house. I think there was, I had seven people over that night, and we were, we were so rowdy. Like, we, we stayed up all night. I don't think we went to bed until, like, 5.30 in the morning or so. Uh, we woke my parents up maybe, like, 10 times. We were banging things in the house. We were fighting, doing all sorts of stuff. And I remember thinking, like, man, I need to enjoy this now because when I wake up, my mom and my dad are going to kill me. Like, I knew it was going to be bad. But I woke up the next morning, and I smelled breakfast. I was like, What? That can't be right. They knew what I just did. I knew what I just put them through. They didn't sleep at all either that night. I knew what I had just put them through, and I smelled breakfast. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about Peter here. You know, despite me disappointing my parents, or despite Peter doing something that may be disappointing, it didn't affect the relationship. It did not affect the relationship that Jesus and Peter had. And I think that's one of the things that, that keeps us so often. I know it's happened to me before. When I was in high school, even in college, if I, if I did anything wrong, there was this thing, like I feel like I can't go to Jesus because I've done something wrong. But the fact of the matter is that we can. We can. He's not sitting there ready to condemn you. He wants you to come to him. You see, when Jesus and Peter, when Peter refocused his heart in his mind on Jesus. He was making breakfast for him. He was making breakfast for him. In verse 15, it says, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. 
He said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said this to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. So pretty much, like I said, a few days prior, Peter had just denied Jesus three times. And now, when he had focused his heart back on Jesus, he goes to him. You don't find Jesus with a club. You don't find him sitting there ready to condemn, ready to to blame, ready to uh, hate Peter. But instead, it's the opposite. He loves Peter. He cooks him breakfast. And now what we just read is that he restores Peter. You see, Jesus was there to give Peter life. He was there to give Peter life. He was there to give Peter purpose. He was there to give him purpose. You know, sometimes, like I said, I know I've been there where I've been hesitant to fully surrender to Christ because of my failures. But Jesus, we can learn this about Jesus in this. Jesus wants you as you are. Failures and all, he wants you as you are. The third thing I want us to think about tonight is this. Following Jesus means continually refocusing on him. In verse 18, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me, follow me. So Peter refocused himself on Jesus, and after Jesus restored Peter, it didn't end there. You see, Peter, he met with Jesus, he went to Jesus, and he refocused on Jesus. But what Jesus tells him now is to follow me. He tells him that 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 one, one time of refocusing on him, it didn't end there. That's not where it ended, but Jesus wanted him to continually seek him, to continually follow him. You know, think about your life right now, and I want to ask you this question. Think about your life right now. To what extent are you following Jesus? Remember, Peter, he jumped out of a boat. He saw Jesus 100 yards off, and he, he completely jumped ship with what he was doing, and he went to be with Jesus. What would it look like for you to refocus on Jesus daily? What would that look like for you? Um, To spend time in his word daily, to spend time in prayer daily. And the truth is this, that you will never live the abundant life that God desires you to live until you are continually refocusing on him. Until you surrender yourself to his word and seek him in his word. You know, the Bible says that only in Jesus is there true life. Only in Jesus is there security. I know I've been in a place where I've I tried to find security and confidence in all the wrong places. The world told me that, that this would give me what I was looking for. That if I was just popular or if I was just, if I, w- I could date this one person, or if I had this, this thing, that, man, that would be the life. Then I would truly have life. 
The truth is, guys, there's nothing else out there. There's nothing else out there that will give you that life you're searching for the way Christ will. And I want to read to you a verse, John 10, verse 10. It says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You see, Jesus wants to give you abundant life. He wants to give you a life where you can be secure, not filled with insecurity, not filled with anxiety. What's going to happen next? What am I going to be doing? Where am I going to go? He wants to give you abundant life. And you know, something so important with this passage is to think about what happened just earlier. You know, you got to remember these same people that Jesus is cooking breakfast for. Think about this. He's cooking breakfast for the same people who had just abandoned him when he needed them most. The Bible tells us, and we know this, that Jesus was crucified, and that means that he was beaten, he was mocked, he was spit on. He had nails driven into his, his hands and his feet with a hammer. And the Bible tells us that he hung on the cross and he died on the cross and that three days later he rose from the dead. I want to ask you, has that ever changed your life? Has the knowledge of what Jesus did for us ever changed your life? Or maybe, maybe you don't know why he did that in the first place. And I want to tell you He did it for two main reasons. The first reason is sin. I'm not perfect. I came into this world and I I had sinned. And and that was evident throughout my life. Failure, just like Peter, failed, failed. We have sins. You have sins. Jesus died on the cross to save us from those sins. And the reason he went through that, he didn't die on the cross to save you from your sins just because He felt like it. We know how bad it was to be crucified. He did it because he loves you. He did it because he loves you so much and he wants to be in a relationship with you. And maybe you're here and you have that relationship. If if you don't, don't leave tonight without that. The Bible tells us that we receive him by faith and repentance, turning away from our old life and, and following after him. I'm gonna pray for us and we're gonna get into our small groups. And I want us us to think about that. I want us to think about that. If y'all pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for who you are. Thank you, Lord, that you, you died on the cross to save us from our sins because you love us, because you wanted to be in relationship with us. Lord, I pray that all of us in here, that there would be nothing in our lives that keep us from refocusing on you daily, whether it's our phone whether it's a a person or a group of people, anything, Lord, I pray that you would reveal those things to us and that you would help us, Lord, to seek you daily. If there's anyone in here that doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that you would speak to their heart, that you would reveal yourself to them. Lord, I pray for our small group time tonight. Please bless that conversation. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.